0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Time with Pastor Brian. I am, of course, your host, Pastor Brian, and I'd like to start off with an apology. From the deepest part of my heart, I want to say that I'm so sorry for taking so long to post another episode of this podcast that you all have so loyally supported over the last four months. It has been almost three months since my last episode, if you can believe that, and to be quite frank, the main reason for my absence has been my own inability to get back on track with studying and recording and editing this podcast, so my sincere hope is to use this episode as a springboard to get back into those habits on a consistent basis, as well as change gears a little bit from where I ended the last time you all heard from me. My plan is to shift back to more of what I did at the very beginning. Talk about the Bible. No extra biblical myths and legends, no speculations, just straight from the text of the Bible itself with the only extra sources being those discussing the who, what, when, where, and why of the books, verses, and characters that we're discussing. In order to do this, work a full-time job, meet all my part-time responsibilities, and juggle a marriage and housework and life in general, I'm going to need you all to pray for me and be patient with me, as it may take me a couple episodes to get back on track with posting every week. I can promise you, that it will be at least bi-weekly, and I will do my absolute best to get it out on a weekly basis as often as possible. I will also be posting my sources from, from each episode in the descriptions on my, RSSS, or my RSS feed, Apologies, which should translate to all other platforms I post to as well, but we will see how that works out in the future. I have not had anyone complain to me or anything about placing my sources from each episode, but I have had some ask me where I got some of my information out of a desire, a genuine one, to learn more, and it forced me to dig through my notes in hopes that I might find the right resource. Usually, it resulted in me having to research the topic again online and dig for the resource again. My goal is to make sure I get those posted with each episode itself to allow you the chance to check my sources and do your own digging as well. Unfortunately, for any returning listeners, I will not be continuing the series on the deaths of the disciples that I ended with back in June. Instead, if you would like to research what happened to the remaining disciples, I would encourage you to do so on your own. The stories are interesting, and it takes quite a bit of digging through scholarly sources to find some of the information on the stories surrounding their faith, or their deaths. And I personally would like to move on to a more textually-based study for our time together, considering that is the reason why many of you started listening to me and I started making this podcast in the first place. So let's call this Season 2, shall we? My first series for Season 2 will take us through the book of Hebrews. I'm not sure how long this series will go, but I promise I will give everything I have to make it biblically based, solidly researched, and clearly delivered. This episode will cover the background information behind the book, and next time we will begin with the first chapter. To begin we will need to ask three questions about the book of Hebrews and answer them. Who, when, and why? So let's tackle who first. Dr. Craig R. Kuster from Luther Seminary echoes a sentiment held by many biblical scholars that Hebrews was not written by Paul. Even though some sources claim that it was, such as the 1611 King James Version of the Bible and Clement of Alexandria writing in the 2nd century AD, Dr. Cooster's reasoning? Number one, Paul does not mention himself, something that he does in every other work that's attributed to him. Reason two, the writing style is off, compared to Paul's other writings, citing the fact that Hebrews reads more similarly to a sermon than a letter, specifically because the author refers to the book as a logos periclesis, or word of exhortation, a phrase that Also appears in Acts chapter 13, verse 15, when it implies a sermon with a focus of the passage being on the sermon that Peter was about to deliver. Clement of Rome, who has the earliest mention of the book in recorded history in the year 95 AD, acknowledged in his writings that he believed the book to be of Pauline inspiration, meaning its author was heavily influenced by Paul's teachings, which does kind of lead somebody, or some to conclude that it was Timothy, Luke, or Apollos that wrote it, but that the style was just too different from Paul to have been created by him. The third reasoning, there is no open salutation or greeting. It instead begins with a dialogue about God revealing his word through Christ with no mention of who is writing it, who they are writing it to, and why. The why is made known beginning in chapter 3, but we never find out who the direct audience is to, nor the author. This continues the idea that the writing style is not Paul's, even if some of the teachings might be similar to his own. The fourth and final reason that Dr. Cooster gave? There is an inclusion of a greeting from Italian believers at the end of the book. Paul almost always addresses specific people that were with him at the time, name-dropping someone in all but four of his 13 letters and even in three of those, a general greeting is exchanged between Paul and his recipient. Galatians is the only one with no mention of those with Paul giving greetings to, or a directive from Paul for them, to receive a greeting from them. GotQuestions.org, sponsored by Dr. S. Michael Houdman, also agrees with Dr. Cooster's sentiment that because of such discrepancies, it was most definitely not written by Paul, and it could be anyone as they mention the likes of Timothy, Luke, and Apollos, just like uh, Dr. Cooster did, but they also include people like Priscilla, Aquila, Silas, Barnabas, and Philip, who was one of the original twelve disciples. Personally, I would have to agree that Paul probably did not write Hebrews, even if I find myself seeing many of his teachings from other writings surfacing in this enigmatic book. Ultimately, the Holy Spirit, of course, is the main author of every book of the Bible, but which human chose by God to put the message of Hebrews to paper has seemingly been lost to history, much like the authors of books such as Job, Jonah, and others. A part of answering the who question, I am also going to include the intended audience. Cooster claimed that it was just a general letter to all believers with no specific group of people in mind, other than those facing discouragement. The writers from gotquestions.org and also uh, Dr. John MacArthur believed that the intended audience was Jewish converts or were Jewish converts who, after facing stiff persecution for their beliefs from the Jewish authorities, have quietly begun abandoning gathering with other Christians and instead have been going back to the synagogue and practicing Judaism again. From the context of the book and its focus on connecting Christ to the Old Testament, I personally believe that the letter was probably written for that specific purpose why include so many things that gentile christians would have already or would have had to have studied it would make more sense to mention and use these examples and analogies to help encourage those to whom these examples and analogies would have the deepest connection to now this is not to say that there is nothing for gentile christians and hebrews but it is important for the majority of us to understand that, while we might be able to learn from it and be encouraged alongside the first-century readers of this book, we were not the original intended audience to which it was written. This is a key thing that we discussed in Season 1, this idea that the Bible was written to specific people in a specific time. This does not discount the importance of the text, or make it any less useful for us today. However, it gives historical and cultural context to which we can see the Bible from the lens of the people it was directed towards, while also impacting our own theological beliefs, even in the 21st century. We only have to recognize that books such as Hebrews, Corinthians, Ephesians, and others were intentionally written to those people for the issues facing them at the time, but can be used by us today for comfort, encouragement, exhortation, studying, and theology. When is our next question to be addressed? GotQuestions.org says that the year 65 appears to be a solid estimation as to when it was authored, and they gave the following reasons. Number one, it was quoted by Clement of Rome in 95 AD, so it had to have been written before that. Two, Timothy's still alive. It refers to him as being still around, so it had to have happened before his traditionally given death date of 97 a.d so once again kind of pairing with the first one there and then the third reason that they give the author speaks of sacrifices performed at the temple by the priests in jerusalem in a present tense rather than a past tense meaning that they were still occurring now this might not seem like much on the surface however this would place the date for the book of hebrews being written before the year 80 70. When Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed by the Roman general Titus, putting an official end to the Levitical practices of animal sacrifice. So it would have had to have occurred before then, which, giving 65 AD as a possible year, would make sense. Blue Letter Bible, which is another well-respected Bible study website, I've used it before, I've mentioned it before on this podcast, they put the date between 63 and 65 AD for the same reasons but they give no specific reasoning for including 63 and 64 as possibilities. Looking at the evidence, I would have to agree that it definitely would be before 70 AD, because there being no mention of the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple and the present tense language associated with the priest's sacrifices. Lastly, we must address the why of the writing of Hebrews. We've already discussed the why to some degree, as I have already stated about Dr. Kuster stating that it was written as an encouragement to all believers, and the other stating that it was written as a specific encouragement for Jewish Christians to stay the course and not return to Judaism because of their persecutions by Jewish authorities. GodQuestions.org actually takes it a step further, quoting the late Dr. Walter Martin in a statement that Hebrews was, quote, written by a Hebrew to other Hebrews, telling the Hebrews to stop acting like Hebrews, end quote. The contributors, contributors to this site believe Hebrews to be an exhortation for those facing persecution to stop reverting to Jewish tradition. Blue Letter Bible Summary of the Book of Hebrews also gives a three-part answer to this question. Number one, they say, is that it was to prevent the Jewish converts from abandoning the faith. With all of the persecution going on, all of the struggles and trials, and just absolute horrible things that a lot of them were facing, it became pretty easy to back away from it and go back to the faith that they knew and the faith that, frankly, didn't get them in trouble. Two, it was to encourage them to stay away from the old law. Why? Because Christ was superior, and that's reason number three. Making a point to use the word better on a consistent basis to show the supremacy of Christ and the new covenant over the old. All in all, I believe Hebrews to be a wonderful book, and I cannot wait to dig into it with you all over the next few weeks. Thank you guys for joining me here tonight, or today, whenever you're listening to this. Let's pray to close us out. Our God in heaven, as we come before you, we're just so blessed and thankful and humbled for your great goodness and your great provision and the ability that you've given us to study your word. And I praise you, God, for the ability you've given me to deliver these teachings through a podcast. And I thank you, God, for the technology and the resources that you've blessed me with to be able to do this. And Father, I pray that not just me, but my audience as well, as we go along through this journey, that we would go into it with a humble heart and an open spirit to listen from you, to hear from you through your word. And I pray that you would help me impart this truth and rightly divide it for each person that listens to where I am sharing the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I pray, Father, that you bless our time and use it for the glory and honor of you and your kingdom and for the advancement of the same. God, we love you, we thank you, and we praise you above all others. And it's in Jesus' name we do humbly pray. Amen. Once again, thank you all for joining me. And I'll hear from you next time.